This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. The Sharks uh, get a much-needed win on a back-to-back. They beat the Philadelphia Flyers 6-1, to also including in there a Timo Meyer hat-trick, his first in his career, add a Joel Shellman goal and a Mario Forauer goal, and it is happiness for everyone. <laughs> Speaking of which, if you want to be a part of the show, please go ahead and use the Teal Town USA username on the Twitter machine. Since we are on Periscope, we will be using the Twitter quite heavily, so send your questions there. Also, hit us up on Instagram. When this does post to YouTube, you can, of course, put it in the comments. Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, you name it, we got it. Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by the one, the only, Kevin Lacey. How are you doing, Kevin? Uh, I'm trying to figure out why my video looks so teal on the screen right now, but I think that's appropriate anyway, so I'm really happy to be here. I don't know what everyone's complaining about this season. I mean, this is my debut for the entire season, and the Sharks are 1-0, so that's as good as gold in my book. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, you know, all I have to say to that is, what took you so long? <laughs> and uh, also joined by my cohort, Mr. Ian Reed. Ian, how are you doing this evening? It seems kind of like a, a mirror image of yesterday. Uh, significantly better. Um, I thought... Inverse image, excuse me. Yeah, inverse. Yeah, it's significantly better. It's it's been a it's been a difficult twenty. It's been a difficult forty eight hours of hockey for me. <laughs> I think, but for, uh, it, it for capped everybody. off on a good way. Yes, for sure. I think this game really was. Oh boy, the closest to a must have as you can in in December, right? But uh, but the boys, you know, coming out yesterday, we felt very uh, upset, very uh, grumpy at that overtime loss against the Kings. But all of a sudden, they've come out of the break with a possible three points out of four. So, n- not bad. I mean, if you want to have a little bit of a silver lining, it's not bad, but it's also not good, and I don't think it's uh, it's good enough yet. But we will be breaking down all of that tonight and uh, just what the boys did differently. Okay, so gentlemen, let's start off with you, Ian. What did you think of just kind of from the opening face off to the 10 minute mark? What what were your initial thoughts and uh, what did you see different that the Sharks did tonight than yesterday? Um, I mean, the first 10, like the first, I think seven minutes in they only had one shot on goal so i was i was really nervous i was like oh god here we go again like they can't do this to me not tonight like but um things things obviously turned and then they they stayed turned which was really nice for once because because at first it was like it was almost i thought opening wise like it was almost a carbon copy of the start they got off to yesterday where you know they didn't really they had some zone time but no real shots on goal they had the you know they had the one shot on goal um but yeah i mean after but obviously the game got going and once it did it didn't slow down so 
that was uh, that was nice. Yeah, and and I I happen to agree with that opening assessment on the first six minutes. I felt that they kind of waded into it. They looked like the team that had just played back to backs, but they kind of got their footing and uh, you know kind of traded some chances there in the latter half of that first period. Um, what were your thoughts on the first ten minutes of the game, uh, Kevin? Yeah, completely what you guys said. Uh, it I was at last night's game and just watching it felt exactly the same. So it was like, oh boy, I thought this was the team that is supposed to have a fire lit under them. And it was just kind of, not flat, just there. Just there, and, yeah. And, you know, I guess, you know, I, I a lot of times when I'm on the show, I talk about trends and saying you it's better to trend upward in a win than trend downward. And the Sharks, you know, We've seen it before where they come out, have a, you know, a spark to start the game or whatever, maybe get a couple early goals and then they sit back. Uh, so in that respect, I'm OK. Of course, hindsight's 20-20, but I'm OK with how they ended up starting because they did uh, pick it up. And uh, what a win. What a win. Badly needed, of course. But, yeah, just overall, I was going, hmm, you know, with. Martin Jones in net as opposed to Aaron Dell. Aaron Dell had a great game last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin Jones needed to have a great game to basically counter that. And I thought he played all right. Um, I didn't think the Flyers tested him as nearly as much as the Kings tested Dell. But, um, you know, I I was happy that Jones didn't let in that early goal in the first five minutes. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think... You know, going into that, I think we were all kind of a little concerned as to where Jones's game was. Um, I felt as if, you know, he did have something to prove because Dell had put together a, a string of of three really good games. And you you figured, OK, you know, Jones has been on the shelf for a little while, been getting getting some goalie guruing by uh, Nabokov. And you kind of wanted to see where those dividends were going to finally pay off. And I think. Tonight, um, for sure, his lateral movement looked very good. I was very pleased with his angles. Um, and and to me, the biggest difference was kicking out those pads. Um, he, mm-hmm. he used his legs in, in the butterfly very, very well tonight. And it, it was a little bit shocking because very, you know, for the most part, he's a very quiet goaltender. You know, he doesn't make flashy saves. He doesn't, you know, flash the leather, doesn't really do a lot of pad kicking out. But tonight, his his kicks from side to side were very, very evident. And I felt he had a lot of power throughout his lower body tonight. So it was good, good to see. That's a really good point, Eric, because that's something that I noticed on Aaron Dell last night. Uh, so I got to think that comes from Evgeny Novakov trying to change some fundamentals up with both goalies so really good call there yeah i mean you know we we all um remember warren stralo being the, the goalie guru here for such a long time and you know toscala and nabby and kippersoff all had very explosive pads while here in that butterfly yeah. so uh, you know i think it's definitely representative of their work so in that first period of course the sharks kind of trudge around a little bit but 9 15 into the first period a much needed you know so this kid had been putting in the effort you know time and time again one of the most consistent sharks of the entire season mario ferraro with his first goal on the year with a really really heads up play by 
Uh, Barkley Goodrow on a kind of partial two-on-one there. He had a really nice slip of the pass kind of through the, against the defender, and uh, Mario puts it into the back of the net. And, uh, you know, this was a, a long time coming for this kid, and you cannot say how much hard work and, and how much effort the kid has been putting in through throughout the uh, the first half of the season. And and I guess, Kevin, what, what were your thoughts and just uh, what what did you see as far as him jumping up in the play and really trying to put some pressure on the on the defense for Philadelphia? Well, well Mario Ferraro's edge work with his skating is just so tremendous. I mean, there were a couple of times where he was rushing up with the puck later on in the game that he just stopped on a dime. Like it's just like wow, you know, <laughs> like you can see uh, that you know as long as the the rest of his game comes through, he's going to be a solid NHL defenseman for a long time. Um, one of the points that I really tried to put uh, home during the preseason to everyone um, out there in the Sharks universe uh, was Mario Ferraro is a player who he will make mistakes. I mean, he's young. It's his first professional season. He's jumping right into the NHL. Um, but he recognizes the mistakes that he makes and does his damnedest to try and correct those. And that goal was a microcosm of exactly that point. He turned the puck over. He even said it in his first intermission interview. He turned the puck over. He knew that and thought, oh boy, I need to go get this back. Uh, a little bit of puck luck led to that, but nevertheless, gets the puck back makes a nice play over to, I'm trying to remember who the other winger was, but then the puck gets out to Goodrow over to Ferraro. Great shot past Carter Hart's glove. So um, that's just an awesome way to score your first, first goal. The only thing I felt bad about with Ferraro was that just, he got completely mauled by his teammates. Like he couldn't <laughs> even really celebrate because everyone just came piling in. You know, and, and to me that kind of really kind of sparked the team. I felt it, it felt like, you know, the guys were really playing for something, you know, playing for him after that goal. You could see just how excited everybody was, especially in the scrum and then going past in the in the shake line. So, um, yeah, good to see Mario Ferro. And, and Ian, I mean, you know, this is a guy that was somebody who we had on our radar, of course, kind of going sure. into the season. But more known for his defensive prowess but we've been continually see him use his shot from the edge of the point um, getting it through we've been continually seeing him jump up and he's kind of finally rewarded for that and kind of just talk about the balance between his offensive ability and his defensive ability well he's smart right because he's not he he's not a guy like he he knows when to make the jumps, and I think that's the that's the key with with Ferraro's game is he's very he's got a very high intelligence on when he can jump into the offensive play versus when he shouldn't, and he really you're you're not going to see very often him jump into a play that he has no business being up in, um, and that's really going back to his college years. I mean that was a big hallmark of his college game as well. Just a very very smart player he knows when like he has the shot and he can jump into the play but he doesn't you know it's that's not his sole thing like he's not he's never going to be like you know the the Eric Carlson or Brent Burns because he he chooses his spots very well and he's not going to jump into a, a bad play very often um and i think that's you saw that tonight um him the way the way he jumped into that play the way uh that play developed i mean it was great, but that's that's 
you know, that's the one thing that I like about his game is he's a smart player. He knows when to pick his spots and when he picks his spots, they generally work out for him. And finally it worked out going into the back of the net. Um, you know, it was nice to see him get his first goal. Cause I think game in and game out, bell to bell. I mean, if you want to look at guys who you could hang your hat on saying that, yeah, these guys have been, you know, these guys have had a solid season completely. Uh, Mario Ferrar is one of the few guys you can do that for on this team. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with that. And, you know, you, you thought, okay, the Sharks kind of in that last half of the first period uh, put together some good shots on net, and it ends up being a 5-7 uh, split on the shots on goal in that first period. Um, you know, I think they had one high danger chance in that first period, but Martin Jones looking pretty solid tonight. Um, again, you know, seeing him move um, back and forth from post to post, very good. Um Kevin, did you have something to add just before we wrap up on that first period? Uh, just, you know, that the Sharks, I don't want to say survived because they were the better of the two teams. Philadelphia, I mean, we it was a theme throughout the night that Philadelphia looked uh, like they were hung over on too much eggnog. Um, but, you know, the Sharks didn't necessarily play down to Philadelphia's level tonight. They uh kind of work some things out and then headed in blazing and in the second that like you said ferraro's goal really sparked them um because just bringing up something from last night the contrast was last night to me the two best players besides aaron dell were joe thornton and patrick marlowe the two 40 yeah. year olds that's a problem when those are your two best players on the ice Tonight, you get Mario Ferraro's goal, and then I know where you're going to go next. But, uh, you know, talking about youth, you know, that's where the Sharks are going to have to start drawing from if they want to right this ship, right? Not just this season, but going forward. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, something just before, uh, just another thing on the first period, too. Like, the, the, I thought the Sharks really recovered because the Sharks had, I think, 15 hits. Um, in that in the first period alone and generally if you're laying the body that often you generally don't have the puck so um it was a really strong finish to what wasn't probably their greatest period of hockey yeah yeah i you know i think they looked like the tired team in that uh, in that first period you know they really did look like the team that had just come off of a back-to-back so you know, I think they held in there. I think that their defensive structure, though, quite frankly, was was very good. I felt most of the, the shots were limited to perimeter shots. Um, they marked their men going through the slot area. You know, they were, had a couple of defensive breakdowns, but, you know, there was always somebody either trying to uh, commit a stick check, you know, while whilst they were in the slot or getting a body on the man um, before, you know, he got to Jones. So I think tonight they really bought into the into their defensive structure, and that really showed in that first period. Going yeah, in. yeah, for sure. I, I didn't feel like we really heard a lot of Philadelphia's main names. No. Nope. Like Claude Giroux, JVR, Konechny. Um, I mean, Provorov eventually gets a goal, but mostly we're hearing Carter Hart's name a lot, and that's a good thing. That's yeah. a good thing. Yeah, going into that second period, you had the warm and fuzzies, and it just continued on. Joel Shellman with his first NHL goal. This, mind you, his fourth NHL game. So it's great to see this uh, Swedish journeyman get on the board for the Sharks and uh, really do a good job, you know, driving to the net. Radim Shimmick with a beautiful pass and Mario Ferraro in again on the scoring. 
And and boys, I mean, the depth scoring tonight, I think, is the story because these are two guys that hadn't had their goals yet. They get their goals, and all of a sudden, you're starting to see the four-wave attack once again. I believe in that second period, though, we did have the Melker Carlson hit um, to the uh, the yeah. puck to the back of the head on the PK. And oh boy, I mean, it looked bad, but I was telling um, I was telling Tamara that boy, it could have been a lot worse if that puck was like maybe an inch lower. That hits him right on the back of the neck, no padding, yep. nothing. So, you know, it was a little gruesome, but definitely uh, good to see that it hit him on the helmet, not in the neck. Um, yeah, <laughs> Ian, I mean. Why don't you go ahead and cover kind of what you saw in, in regards to, to Melker and then kind of what you saw on the goal by Shulman. Um, I mean, the Melker Carlson thing, I mean, that's just, it's an unfortunate play, right? I mean, um, obviously, if you're going to be in front of the net trying to, you know, take away lanes and stuff, I mean, that's the risk you run. And um, like, again, you know, I mean, you, you said it best, at least it hit him like where he had some protection on the helmet there. I mean, that's still gonna hurt like hell um and i can't imagine you know um i would be i mean i hope he's fine but i wouldn't be shocked to not see him in the lineup on the on new year's eve um like obviously like so that's you know it's it's a it's a scary it's, it was a scary thing to watch and hopefully you know hopefully it's nothing long term and hopefully he's fine but um you know i hope at the same time that the sharks take their time getting him back into the lineup because um head injuries are scary yeah, and they do have, um, you know, an Auntie Suamela who was just kind of coming back from the injured reserve, um, and he was looking great, too, out there when he was getting his time. So, you know, you can maybe ease him back in. But, Kevin, um, I guess switching kind of gears over towards the Shulman goal, it, you did see just uh, another drive to the net, which we haven't been seeing from the Sharks, and it was, again, executed on a two-on-one down low, and, uh, you know, Shulman just picking his spot you know, going five hole with just a little tap but uh it was it was really good to see the defense jumping up in the play yeah you know that was a pretty impressive goal to me um if there's one thing that the sharks have done with great success this season it's those home run passes uh, we saw brent burns do it uh, six ish weeks ago brendan Dillon did it a couple of weeks ago and now up the gut redeem shimmick throws it finds uh yoel showman and it was funny to me because i don't know if that pass was intended for him or evander kane who was about six feet behind showman but nevertheless uh i didn't expect showman to get his first nhl goal on a breakaway because the one thing that i have found is um he's not he's not super flashy he's efficient but he's not super flashy and i don't know if he has nhl speed but i mean at this point you know the sharks needed a spark call him yeah. up uh he's looked fine and uh he was able to fend off the defender under uh you know pretty urgent circumstances because that puck got caught in his feet and he was able to kick it up i don't necessarily know if chelman really fully controlled that puck but he re he recognized that it's now or never on that shot and he the placement was perfect right between carter hart's legs so uh, really great to see. Uh, that's two out of the last three games that we've seen the fourth line of the of the Sharks between Stefan Nason a couple games ago and now Joel Joel Chelman. 
uh, score really nice goals and uh, really important goals. Every goal at this point, I think, is important for the Sharks. Yeah, so, yeah uh, that that's that's an understatement. <laughs> just an update on uh, Mel- update on Melker. Um, not as bad as it looked at the time. A few stitches per Ber- per uh, Bob Bruckner. Yeah, that, yeah that- uh, again, it gets. You know, you 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 just thank the lucky stars that that wasn't placed one inch below it. You know, or that could, you know, that sure. you, that had visions of like, you know, fractured neck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oof, boy. Um, yeah. and and with with Melker too. I mean, I was actually surprised he was in the lineup because I didn't think he was very good last night for the Sharks, and I thought that with the the lineup changes that weren't to be, I thought he would be one of them. Uh, from an injury standpoint, you wish he was, but <laughs> yeah. but uh, I hope that he is okay because uh, that's a scary thing. And I'm glad that um, they did not let him go off under his own power because uh, I've had I've been in that situation before, lost my vision uh, with a blow to the back of the head, and uh, obviously I'm fine now. Uh, but with with Melker, uh, you know. Just just help him off. Don't rush things. Let him get his equilibrium going, and uh, hopefully he'll be back here soon. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And and as you, I think I've you know I've had a concussion like that before. You know, back of the head, and they're not fun. And you feel nauseous, and you feel like you know your vision's going to go out, fuzzy if if you know if you're not seeing the stars or whatever and so you know it was good to see him kind of skate off on his own power and and I think that holding him out was the, the best thing to do and um you know the, the the sharks though take they they should take some credit for not missing a beat because a guy that yeah. was heavily rumored to be uh sitting out tonight and and really who was in the doghouse um, you know, I think amongst a lot of the fan group for the last, you know, 10 games here was Timo Meyer. And Timo comes uh, in with his 12th goal. It was just, you know, a really well executed play down low. Brent Burns with just a, a, a great sauce pass over to Timo. Timo laying it in and getting his 12th on the season. And you could just see on his face the look of just pure elation <laughs> for getting off of the uh getting off of the schneid so you know it, again it was good to see him execute well on that play uh, brendan Dillon also getting in on the scoring as well but that tonight you know guys they they played with a lot of piss and vinegar in their game i i felt like kane and uh, and timo and um you know barkley goodrow all were playing like they had something to prove and and ian i mean you know how well Timo plays when Timo's pissy and you know how well Kane plays when he's just really physically involved in the game and I mean what did you see it just seemed like different players tonight yeah I mean I was a little bit nervous for Timo early on because he took that that goaltender interference but I'm like oh god this is gonna be this is it's gonna be this Timo response we're gonna have we're gonna have Barracuda Timo oh god this is not gonna be good um and no but I mean he he played a really good game tonight you know uh, again the Sharks made a lot of hits i don't know how many hits he had personally but um there was definitely a few that i recall i mean he played he's got to play with a little bit of an edge but he's got to know where that line is because if he plays with too much of an edge then you know bad things happen with you and we've seen this time and time again but if he can if he can play with just that perfect amount of edge 
things are going to go right for him. And it was a good response because like, I'm a huge Timo Meyer guy. Like you guys know how much I love Timo Meyer, but he was getting awfully damn hard to defend there the last couple of games. Um, so this was, you know, this is a, uh, this is a big, big response game for him. And I think it was a game that he definitely needed. And I think that after everything went down and, you know, obviously there's the talk of the, the players meeting or the media, the team meeting, whatever, um, you know, obviously you want to see some response from that. And tonight, you know, Timo was a guy that had to be better and he was, and that's what you need from your best players. It's, it's cliche, you know, oh, your best players have to be your best players, but it's true. I mean, and, and Timo Meyer was definitely one of your best players tonight. For sure. And the nice, the nice thing guys was that when Timo Meyer got that first goal, it wasn't the monkey off the back. Oh, I can breathe a sigh of relief. Like he kept going. Yeah. Like he didn't stop. Even after, you know, later on, we'll we'll discuss what he did later on, but <laughs> but he never stopped at all. So it was great. All all three of those guys were were really efficient. I mean, Bob Bugner just throw all the power forwards out in a line and see yeah. how it goes. Why not? So good lineup changes tonight. Uh, that, that was definitely the most effective line for the Sharks. Uh, yeah, and you know, I think it's very complimentary each piece on that line because Barkley Goodrow is definitely a player who is a good puck retriever and a good, you know, face-off guy, but he doesn't really like to carry the puck through the zone. And right. Evander Kane has always been that guy who's wanted the puck through the neutral zone, the guy that you know, really likes to start the play off, you know, either play off the backboards or trying to, you know, you know, early in his career, definitely shooting for pads and, you know, ricochets and things like that. Not so much. We haven't seen so much this year, but he has that in his repertoire. And then Timo, who's just a, a, a bull in the China shop. And so having those three together, kind of an interesting combination for sure. But complimentary nonetheless. And, and so it was good to see them get on the board and really, again, for those three, I mean, that was something that was really, really needed. So uh, the the team ends up uh, posting up a two spot uh, on the gold uh, differential in that second period. The shots were 8-11 to 11 in favor of San Jose. Of course, San Jose takes a penalty uh, late. Uh, Barkley Goodrow tripping against Ivan Provorov, uh, which is of a little consequence because going into that third period, you uh, Excuse me, Ivan Provorov with his ninth on the season, Claude Giroux and Travis Konechny with the assists uh, on the power play. And boy, I mean, this was just a shot directly from the blue line. It had eyes for the back of the net, and there was nothing that Jones could do on that one. Just, just I think first you were dazzled by the footwork that Provorov was doing on the blue line. He was just dancing out there, and he looked like he really, really wanted that, <laughs> wanted a goal tonight. Um, and Ian, I mean, structurally, did you see anything different on that PK, um, or, or was it just a, the fact of a, a, a really it was dark just good a player? Nice, it was just a good player, good play. Okay. I mean, yeah. Uh, it was obviously not what you wanted to see starting the third period. Like, obviously, I think everyone got a little, you know, clenched up a little bit there, and like, oh God, no, they can't, not, not again, not again, please, not right. again. You know, I think I, 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 you know, the not like this gif, I think, is what I posted after from the matrix the first matrix movie yeah right groundhog like day this. right not like this <laughs> um so yeah i mean it was it was a it was a good play i thought you know i thought jones played a, a, a good game like he didn't do anything like that super outstanding like there's nothing that really stood out and said like 
And I think that's when Jones is best. Like Jones, like I think you, you know, you said this earlier where you're not really making the big flashy saves. I thought his positioning was good. I thought he was he was playing the angles better than he has in a long time. I thought, you know, his his aggressive, he had the just the right level of aggressiveness a little bit there. A couple of scary moments, but you're gonna get that with any goalie in net. And especially with Jones, the season he's had, obviously. He, you know, there's there's a couple months where I'm like, oh god, no, this is not good. But uh, you know, credit to him, he he played a he played a good game tonight, and um, you know, which is probably good because I'm not gonna lie, when I found out that Jones was starting today, I was like, are you kidding me? Like, why? Why are you doing this to me? Like, I, with the way that Dell's played, I was like, I didn't care at this point, and I know this is a little bit hysterical, but I'm like, I don't care if I ever see Martin Jones playing that again, and I, you know. I, I'll I'll watch Martin Jones play another game and maybe a game after that. We'll 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 take it we'll take it game by game. And I think that that's all that they really can do, right? I mean, you know, they're they're so far out of it right now that they can only really take this thing game by game. And and Kevin, I mean, kind of going off of of what we just said, I mean, you, you saw the response by the team. Just, I mean, I believe it was 45 seconds later Timo Meyer with his 13th goal Kane and Goudreau like I said you know really buzzing tonight and really yep. responsive um, what did you see on the goal and, and what did you like more about this goal than you did on the first Timo goal first off with Provorov's goal um, I guess Melker Carlson saved a goal right I mean that was the same <laughs> shot that he scored with that hit Melker on the, in the second period um, on on Myers' second goal, um, I'm trying to remember if that was on an odd man rush on a two-on-one. Because, I mean, this line was just generating odd man rushes all night. Um, yeah. But what a saucer. It was on a two-on-one. That's right. Mm -hmm. Kane did that beautiful saucer, saucer pass, pass over Shane Gostas Bear's uh, uh, stick. And... Uh, Kendall Coyne on the broadcast tonight said Gostas Bear was positioned perfectly. I don't know. I'll mostly agree with that. But Gostas Bear did a great job of defending it. Mm -hmm. um, but what a pass by Kane. I mean, just right over a stick, right onto the tape of Meyer. And then Meyer, uh, you know, his a lot of his offense is quick strike offense. And that's what we saw with all three goals tonight. Um, but just fantastic. Just a fantastic response, everything you needed, and and the sigh of relief that us as fans needed. Uh, yes. So we, we, we had reason to believe that it would not be deja vu all over from last night. So. And the night before that, and the night before yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, um, Bleeding Teal, uh, adding to the broadcast. Thank you, Bleeding Teal. Um, very, very much... Um, balanced on the back end tonight and just going through the numbers uh brendan dillon with 1924 time on ice mario ferrara with 1854 mark edward vlasic with 1927 radim shimmick clocking in at 1732 um good to see that those knees are holding up eric carlson 2125 and brent burns 2214 boys i mean they're pretty much all within three minutes of each other that's damn damn good and and good to see the the back end be balanced out because it, it, it showed in their play Definitely. yeah go ahead you want to take it Ian? oh i was just gonna say like you know i i i don't i i never understood the idea like i i think brent burns has played some pretty putrid hockey lately and the response to that has seemed to be give him more ice time so i'm glad to see that the ice time was more evenly distributed 
Yeah, that uh, definitely for sure. I think also giving Eric Carlson a little bit of a break there too. Um, you know, d- not clocking these guys up, but you know, in the twenty fives because that, that's just way too much time for either one of those two. Um, yeah, and with with uh, the back to back situation, um, and Carlson and Burns played a ton last night. I mean, yeah, Burns played twenty six minutes last night, so I thought. The deployment of the defense was exactly what I want to see. I think Ferraro's goal in the first period helped them, you know, like, okay, you could see he was jumping tonight, so we can give him some extra time, you know. So uh, just overall, this was a very pleasant win. Yeah, no. <laughs> in, in pretty much all aspects. Yes, for sure. I mean, and then, you know, just to continue the feel-good uh, circus that was tonight's uh, game, Timo Meyer clocks in with his with his third on the season, this is his first, uh, or excuse me, third on the night, his first NHL hat trick. Timo Meyer with his 14th goal and Kane and Gaudreau hook up again on that particular play. And it, that one was just a tap in by another laser beam like, I mean, it was just an incredible pass through the crease because that had to clear Carter Hart. So I think what ended up happening was I think it cleared underneath his right pad and onto the stick of uh, of Timo Meyer who just tapped it in and you know the rest is history, boys. I mean, it was very similar to a goal that Martin Jones allowed um, a few games ago, where if Carter Hart just sticks out the pad, yeah, maybe you create a rebound that goes to the front of the net, but you can save a puck that's in front of you. Once it gets behind you, you can't stop it. It was very similar to that goal where um, maybe it was St. Louis where, yeah, it was St. Louis where the puck kind of goes through the blue paint um, and ends up behind him. And then Carlson doesn't take his man where in this case, there's just people. Myers just wide open. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was very, very much wide open and, and good to see them capitalize on that. And again, just, just a very, very, great well executed download play which we hadn't seen the sharks really do in the much of in the month of december and it's really good to see them go back to their to their roots so to speak um and the other thing that was kind of interesting about that goal is that it it came about 10 minutes after his his second goal and what was interesting was they held they they stemmed the tide there because you could see philadelphia really pushing back and, and really carrying the play, and the Sharks were very much bend-don't-break mode. And then mm-hmm. when they got the opportunity to execute in the offensive zone, they did. And so, you know, again, it just good to see them reliant upon each other, really reliant upon the, the structure that has been put in place. And you could definitely see it in their defensive play tonight. And it was a complete 180 from last night where – you know they they seem to uh, you know try to front pucks but you know not give it all they they didn't really seem to be having the the forwards fly low to kind of help out with the defenseman but you didn't see any of that tonight you saw forwards way down low in the zone breaking up plays through the slot which was very refreshing to see. I I, I noticed uh, Logan Couture and um, and Tomas Hurdle, you know, who were reunited on that line and looking very good excuse me, very good, but also very defensively sound. Um, Kevin, I mean, what did you just see from that particular line who, who kind of, you know, went in a little bit of the, sh- the shadows because they were, you know, uh, definitely 
uh, not outplayed, but I think that they were uh, outshined by the by the sure. three goal night of Timo. Well, I think that was I think that was big for the Sharks tonight because uh, lately the forwards really haven't seemed committed. I mean, we Bob Bugner called it out straight up mm-hmm. last night for me. I thought the Sharks defensively were fine. Goaltending was great. I thought it was one hundred percent on the forwards. So the forwards had better damn well sure throw out 200% effort tonight to make up for the 100% they didn't throw out last night. Um, Tomash Hurdle, I'm going to, I'm going to actually going to borrow a line from you, Eric. Uh, <laughs> um, I actually think Tomash Hurdle still banged up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think he's got something going on with his lower body. His skating's just not as good, but I mean, I think he has been pretty brutal defensively the last, not just the last couple of games, but the last couple of weeks. The I last just that him goal getting... in overtime last night, 100% on him. I, yeah, I but... believe it was the last road trip where he kind of tweaked like his overtime, knee. But... Um, you know, he, he had gotten hit in the knee and, and he looked a little bit slower and he had kind of just looked, he's he's looked off. And, and I'm wondering yeah, if, he... if, if he's dealing something with the knee again. Yeah, I actually, I don't know if it's the same thing, but I think something's going on. Um, but like Ian said, the the OT goal last night, what is Hurdle doing defensively? He just watches the just puck. And, the play. And, but even earlier in the game, I was seeing him wa- just watching the puck. In the St. Louis game, I was at that too. And I watched Jordan Cairo just skate right around him to start his eventual goal. Um Going back games before that, Hurdle is nowhere to be found on the back check. And I'm going, this is not the Tomash Hurdle that I'm used to seeing, the two-way responsible uh, player that's kind of his forte. And so tonight, I think with being reunited with Logan Couture, who I think Couture has been fine defensively. I haven't had a problem with him. I think, you know, Couture's the leader on and off the ice, or at least that's what you want, right? So mm-hmm. kind of bring Hurdle back into the fold, get some positivity going forward so that Hurdle can uh, get his game back. So I'm trying to think of who the third forward was on that line. Was that when Carlson was Carlson on that line before he got hurt? No, that was actually LeBanc. So it was LeBanc. LeBanc. Yeah, LeBanc, Hurdle, and... Uh, Logan and LeBanc also had some nice um, snapshots. I, I liked his against the grain shooting tonight. And, um, you know, I think that that line is going to be the, the line that I kind of circle as the next breakout line, the, the line that really needs to um, push the play forward um, uh, offensively. And I think that that's going to be really key to any kind of designs the Sharks have to climbing back out of the hole. Um, and then just to round it off with another good feel good goal, uh, Patrick Marlowe with his seventh on the season, Sorensen and Thornton with the assist there. And all of a sudden, Patrick Marlowe and Joe Thornton are heating up just a little bit. I think they put the uh, <laughs> they put the gas uh, onto a simmer. So it's good to see them heating up just ever so slightly. And um, really, the Sharks putting together a complete effort tonight. Um, defensively really responsible on the puck offensively um, getting contributions from that that uh, uh, Timo Evander and uh, Barkley Goodrow line 
you know, each each having a multi-point night on uh, on the game. So, to, uh, just to ground out the scoring tonight, uh, Evander Kane with two assists. You have uh, Joe Thornton with an assist, Marcus Sorensen with an assist, Barkley Goodrow with three assists tonight. Timo Meyer, of course, with the hat trick. Uh, Joel Shellman with his first goal of his career. Uh, and I believe we have a couple of, yep, we have Mario Ferraro's first goal. We've got uh, uh, also chipping in an assist, Brendan Dillon with an assist, Brent Burns and Radim Shimmick each with assist as well. So getting great uh, con contributions tonight. And, um, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll see Milker Carlson be okay. You know, you don't, you know, we, we won't know anything probably for the next four or five days because that that looked like that was going to be kind of a more long-term concussion if anything else he looked like he got his bell wrong yeah i mean he needs stitches so yeah that speaks to that uh martin jones um going 26 of 27 shots tonight for a 963 save percentage so good to see jonesy kind of uh rebound and yeah again just putting together a nice win for the for the group and kind of a little bit of a glass half full situation because uh you know three out of four points which is uh, you know last night after last night being so dejected to try and pull out a little bit of a of a silver lining i i think that that's not bad so if they can continue on a little bit of a roll here collect some points in the next 10 games they've got that important important stretch out east you know, maybe maybe they can pull something together, but I think the first stop is to uh, is to really get back to 500 hockey because they're still, you know, under yeah. three games. That's yeah, it's it's crazy that it's just three games when you think about. It. I mean, I mean, big picture. I mean, it's a good win, and obviously, like you never want to crap on a win, but like the the, the positives you can take from tonight are the they didn't fix something and and have something else horribly leak all over the floor. Right. Like that was that was one of the positives from tonight where it's it's finally a game where I don't have to say, well, they fixed this, but then this completely fell apart and ended them like that. That's a positive. Um, but you I know think, what else you know, is also a positive jumbo tying Adam Oates in the all time assist list. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah. that's a nice feather in your cap. I, the thing is, I mean, this is like start. Right. Um, but I, it's dangerous because you don't want to read into it more than like this is a start. This right. is something you can build off of. I mean, it obviously after the Kings game, it didn't seem like there was anywhere lower to go. Um, so you don't want to like you don't want to get like too carried away here. Like it was a good game, don't get me wrong. But the Sharks are gonna be the trap game for a lot of teams. And the Sharks have got to take advantage of that because a lot of teams are gonna come in here now with the way the Sharks have played this season, and they're gonna come in and they're you know, you're gonna be able to hopefully catch them taking the hand off the wheel a little bit. And if that's yep. how the Sharks are going to have to fight their way back into this thing, they've got a long way to go. They, they, like this is, they this certainly is by do. no means like, you know, don't forget planning the parade route. This is, this is no means go put your, you know, go put your, put your money aside for playoff tickets. Like we're not even that far yet. Oh no, but I it's think it's a good start. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you've got to, you've got to start somewhere to dig out of the hole and I think that that's what you got to start doing is it's it's the period by period. It's the game by game kind of management of expectations, um, really understanding where you're at insofar as the standings, but also realizing 
you know, where your game is, you know, where each individual's game is and where they are as a collective, um, which is going to be super, super important. And, (laughs) oh, AJ, you got to love AJ with all of the... uh, with all of the snapbacks there, Adam Oates has said Jumbo disrespected the game by tying his assist <laughs> record. <laughs> and, um, uh, you know, I think, guys, I, I think getting also uh, things to play for, you know, getting getting the team yeah. to yeah. have uh, little snippets of, of playing for each other, whether it be guys getting their first goals or or pulling out their their buddies on in the in the pipes who have haven't been doing well this season I think that that's what the team is going to be needing to continue right I think they need to repair whatever issues has been going on because we've been hearing reports left and right out of uh, out of the dressing room whether it be boisterous um you know, boisterous comments after a game or or uh, team meetings or what have you. But now I think this is really the time to kind of come together and, and really, you know, put together a good stretch going into the All-Star break. Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. I mean, this, this season, all right, everything that has happened has sucked so far. <laughs> but that was then you know this is now kind of thing you have to have that game by game mentality i mean you guys have pretty much said it already about like this is a game to build off of but you have to build off of it it can't right. be a one-off at this point the the sharks are out of time for one-offs i mean the barracuda are doing the same thing where they had their best win of the season a week ago and then they got eight they lost eight one yesterday like <laughs> Both teams in this organization are having the same issue right now. So hopefully the Sharks can do what the Barracuda haven't been able to do and go on the road, get some more wins behind them and not not wins at the end of this road trip. We we need wins now. So, yeah, uh, all in all, great effort. But it's one. Yes, it is. And Uh, you can completely like if if you don't repeat this effort next game, it's nothing. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So now who 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 starts in net the next game though? <laughs> uh I you know what? I think Jones. I think Jones definitely um, when you're in. Yeah, when you're in exactly. But uh you know what? You know, after a win I think it's it's always it's a it's a good time for uh for that special uh that special moment of the night. Have the goddamn common courtesy to give him a reach around. Gotta play the sounder. <laughs> has to play the sounder right so uh going through the uh tonight's action the stars beat the avalanche three to two rangers beat the maple leafs five to four lightning beat the canadians five to four panthers beat the red wings five to four penguins beat up on the predators six to four hurricanes beat up on the Capitals six to four the canucks beat the kings three to two the knights beat the yodis four to one and the Sharks beat the Flyers 6-1. to one. So where that puts us in the standings, so far the Sharks are at 37 points. That puts them 7 points out of the wild card. So they did make up a little bit of ground, but of course Vancouver has a game in hand. And boys, just looking at the Pacific Division, I mean, my goodness, Arizona, you know, got out to that amazing stretch for a little while leading the division, but Vegas has stormed back. 
Edmonton's completely fallen out of the playoff picture. Calgary has seemingly found something that they're working with, and Vancouver and Winnipeg in the wild card spots. It just seems like nobody has really gotten solid footing, um, except maybe over in the in the central where it's been consistently St. Louis, Colorado, and Dallas in those top three spots. But but boys, I mean, let's just speak quickly to the volatility that is the the Pacific Division, and how this thing is still. I mean, amazingly, I mean, it's still up for grabs. I think, I mean, outside of Vegas, I think Vegas has probably turned the corner at this point, as much as no one wants to hear me say that. I think they've probably turned the corner at this point. I I mean, I thought this was going to be their division to take the whole time, so it doesn't really shock me that they've kind of rounded into form at this point. But everyone else, yeah, I mean, that's that's the scary thing, right? Like... you know, again, you don't want to get too high after uh, after a game like this, but you can, if you squint really hard, you can see a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel if they can, if this isn't a one-off. Yeah, I mean, three and a half games is basically what you're out. So, you know, just getting back to 500 will we'll, we'll get you in striking distance. I mean, Kevin... I, I mean, I have no idea what to make of this Pacific Division. I mean, do you, do you see anybody? I mean, even even Vegas, who's leading division only by two points, and they've played two extra games. I mean, again, it just seems topsy turvy. I thought so. I thought nobody wanted to win the division last year, but uh, <laughs> apparently, you know, like. like uh, Chris in the chat, and I think Felix may have commented on this in the chat too, but Chris talking about, you know, the 600 win percentage the Sharks need the rest of the season that Kurz was talking about or something along those lines. And I think Chris said the Sharks don't necessarily need to win 600% uh, percent or 60% of their games. I agree with that. The shark and the sharks shouldn't focus on sixty percent. They should just focus on well. They just got to focus game games. to game. Yeah. Start start by winning some games and getting yourself into playoff contention. Right. If you get yourself in playoff contention, then you worry about getting into the playoffs. But you got to get into contention first. So, I mean, the the danger side of well, no one really wants to grab those playoff spots. Is well, when someone does don't get left behind right so the sharks have to start winning right now so whether it's vegas arizona edmonton whatever sharks don't worry about that just worry about yourselves right now right and i mean ian i mean it's shaping up to be maybe an 89 to 92 point kind of season that will get you into the playoffs yeah i know it's it's it seems pretty low. I mean, everybody's kind of pegging on that 95 points, but with the way, you know, how volatile just the Western Conference in general has been, I mean, Nashville hasn't really gotten a foothold yet. I mean, Minnesota surging. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, I don't know what to make of this of this conference right now, and, and I don't think anything is really solid outside of the top three in, in the Central. Yeah, I, I mean... Again, you know, you, you just got to win a couple of games and, you know, and hope everything else takes care of itself. Um, I, like I said, like, I still think that, like, Vegas is the lock and then everything else is jump ball. Um, but, you know, it, it 92 points like today, but all it takes is a team to just go on a, you know, a five game winning streak and that changes very quickly. Yeah, yeah, and Chris JWS, uh, you know, very much true. If you win eight of nine, or you know, you get points in ten straight, the mountain of the remainder of the season is nowhere near as scary. And, and you're right, you know, it's it's 
I think as Sharks fans, we really have to kind of look at the at the mile, you know, the, the mile markers instead of looking at, you know, everybody else around them. Just get to the mile markers and, and we'll get this thing kind of wrapped up. But uh, yeah. but boys, let's get and your Sharks, final thoughts. The Sharks, sorry, the Sharks have the, the roster to do it. I mean, I still don't believe in them as much as last season. I think the Sharks lost too many key pieces, but the Sharks have the talent to be in the thick of it. And so this is not acceptable right now, but mm-hmm. let's get it going. Yeah. Radio Rob, I think we, you're, you're echoing everything here um, in Sharks fandom. The, the team is bipolar. I feel like uh, the, the broadcasts have been bipolar insofar as what we've been putting out because, you know, one day it's like the sky is falling, but the next it's, you can start to squint to see something, but again, I think we should all put the uh, very much of the caution blinders on right now because it's, you know, this team well, could... Right. Like, it's one game, you know. It, it goes back to what we said already. Like, you have to... This game can be... It can be a building block or it can just be a one-off. Right. And it, we're not going to know for a few couple more games. I, I mean, I'm not holding my breath that this is a playoff team like I, I wouldn't i'm not running out to my bookie and being like sharks playoffs money but we want to be hopeful because we want yeah. to have fun podcasts for you guys to subscribe sure. to Absolutely. yes for sure and if you haven't already please go ahead and subscribe ian um let's get your final thoughts kind of the, what your ideas are going into the next game and uh where the people can find you well, you can always find me on Twitter machine uh, at Ian Blogs Hockey. It's really, it's really difficult, right? Because, like, it's I've I, I'm find it I've had a really hard time, like where I sometimes I feel like I've I've completely chicken littled, and it's like this is the this has been probably the hardest season I've done this because it's hard to keep like you want to be honest, but you just don't want to be like a huge, like chicken little, this guy is falling. Oh my God, everything sucks. Um, but you know, and I've gotten messages from people that have been really complimentary. So thank you for that. Cause I probably needed it. Um, my final thoughts really, honestly, like I said, it's, it's a good game, but it's only one game and the season's far from over, but you know, you can't, you need, to build now you need to this game needs to become two games needs to become three games needs to become four games you need to start accumulating points how about another Fast. like eight game winning streak that that might cure all uh well you know maybe talk to me in an eight game winning streak we can get that going then maybe we can be a little more um positive but there's you know sunshine sunshine road. and butterflies right um kevin kind of your final thoughts on where the people can find you I'm going to go a little off the board just because I haven't been on the show this season. Um, First off, Darren Stevens with this crazy stat that Joe Thornton tied Johnny Busick for the most assists uh, with a team he was traded to in NHL history at 794 assists with the Sharks. So that's pretty cool. Johnny Busick being to Boston? (laughs) I didn't look that far into it. <laughs> I, think, I think Boston. Oh, it is Boston. Yeah. Actually, yes, it is here in, in the in the tweet that Darren Stevens put out. Yeah. So, good call. Um, but, uh, you know, if, for those of you who are maybe listening on iTunes or SoundCloud or anything like that, uh, I'm at Kevin Lacey 22 and I have another podcast on this channel on Teal Town USA called In the Reef, where I discuss the San Jose Barracuda. Um, 
unfortunate news came from the Barracuda yesterday when Captain John McCarthy had to suddenly retire after suffering a stroke two weeks ago. John McCarthy spent all but one year of his career in the Sharks organization. Um, longtime leader with this team, captain, former fourth line player with the Sharks. Uh, very sad circumstances. We knew something was up because he had actually gone back to Massachusetts where he lives in the middle of the season. So we knew something was going on. Um, mm. But thankfully, he seems to be okay or going to be okay. He's an assistant coach now named yesterday. Uh, and we'll see how he does going forward. Uh, the Barracuda now have three assistant coaches with no actual head coach. But <laughs> uh, pucks and pauses tomorrow. So if you want to go see some more hockey, hopefully uh, really put a stamp on this weekend of hockey. Um Go check that out. It's a, it's an afternoon game. Lots of fun. Bring your dog. Uh, so, again, I'm Kevin Lacey, and you'll see me in the reef. Also, also, don't forget, if you're looking for hockey, that's good hockey to watch. World Juniors. Yeah, World Juniors for sure. Um, and uh, as far as my final thoughts go, again, I think uh, – Getting, getting those those stepping stones, getting something to play for, continuing to play for each other, I think is is going to be key. And let's just continue the good uh, the good times rolling, gents. And uh, as far as where you can find me, you can use my first name. That's Eric spelled with the right way, with a K. Landy, L-A-N-D-I. I'm Italian, not French. And uh, <laughs> from all of us over at uh, Teal Town USA, thank you so much for watching. Please subscribe. And as always, folks, keep it real, keep it teal, keep it real teal. Thank you, and uh, we'll see you after the next game.